Today's daf is Kedushin daf Yud Beis, and we are at the first wide line on daf Yud Beis Amid Aleph, the two dots, Ubeis Hillel Oimrim Bepruta. Today's daf is being learned, Le'ilui Nishmas, Chayim Eloza Sholoim, Ben Tuvya Gedalia, Chava Fega Bas Reb Shmaya, and Le'ilui Nishmas Hagoyin Reb Ruven Ben Ramosha, that's Reb Ruven Margolius, whose 52nd yard site is today. So, yesterday's daf focused on Beishamai Shita in the Mishnah, who holds that Oisha Niknas Bekesef is a dinar. And the Gemara had an Arichos Maitamayo de Beishamai. Meaning, in Kola Kula, the definition of money is a pruta. So, the Gemara was bothered, why would Beishamai be of the opinion that when it comes to Kedusha Isha, Bikesef, the halacha is that a pruta is not enough money, but rather you would need a dinner. And the Gemara brought Loi Pachos, four different Mahalchim from the Amiran to explain Shitas Beishamai. But that was all in Beishamai's world. Beisul in the Mishnah argues with Beishamai, and Beisul says that Ho'isha Niknas Bekesef is the pruta, meaning just like in Kala Kula, Ho'ish the definition of money is a pruta. So too, when it comes to isha niknis, the definition of money is going to be a pruta. Today's daf, specifically the first part of today's daf, is going to discuss the shita of Beisilo. The shita that isha niknis pekasif is a pruta, and really, being that shitas Beisilo's is that the definition of money regarding Ho'isha Niknes is the same as the definition of money in Kala Today's discussion is not just a local discussion as it relates to sugyas of Kedusha Yisha, but rather it's a global discussion. It's a discussion that's Nogeya, every single sugi in Shas that talks about money or that talks about the minimum amount of money because the sheer kesef is always pruta, thus really the question and the topic of today's daf is how do we define in halacha a pruta? Now, yesterday in the Hakdama to the Daf, we mentioned that the pruta was always of Nechoshes, and it was the smallest coin that was in use at that time. Today's Daf, we're going to get a, a more nuanced understanding of what the pruta is. In fact, we're going to see that it's a major machloikis amayram, a machloikis between Abaya and Rav Yosef, maybe even a machloikis tanoim, We'll then quickly fast forward to the Halacha Lamaisa and we'll see the psak that emerges from the sugya may be a little bit surprising. Either way, that the pruta doesn't have a specific value, but rather the pruta is the cheapest coin that was in use that was made of copper. So if the coin would be a little bit bigger, the pruta would be worth a little bit more. And if the coin would be a little bit smaller, so the pruta would be worth a little bit less. But pruta is cold, though. It doesn't have a fixed dollar amount. But rather, it's the smallest coin in circulation, nechayshes, at that time. Zabayo told Rabbi Yosef, like he always does, how could you say that, Rebbe? What did the Mishnah say? Kamehi pruta. Basil says that a Pruta is the amount of money that you need for Kedusha Yishu Bekasev. And then they saw him themselves in the Mishnah defined the Pruta. And they said, Echad Mishmoina Be'isar Italki. It's one eighth of the Italian Isar. In other words, 
it would seem then that the pruta is not just the smallest coin, but the pruta actually has a, a fixed dollar amount. And Abaya preempted what Rabbi Yosef might tell him. Maybe when the Mishnah said, Echad Mishmai the Mishnah was talking about what the value of the pruta was, why the Tana of the Mishnah would pick but the point is, maybe the Mishnah is not telling us what the Prut is worth today necessarily, but it's taking a snapshot of what the quote was at a certain period of time. Which period of time? But as it relates to nowadays, it's it's whatever people think it is. Meaning, whatever the smallest coin is, that's what it's going to be. But Abai Pur Rav Yosef, you can't say that. famously came from Eretz Yisrael, back to Bavel. So he reported the following. He said, and he said, you know how much a pruta is? He worked with a ratio that it's one-eighth of the Isari Talki. Now, this is in the door of Rab Simoy, not in the door of Moish Rabbeinu. So it seemed then that Echad Bishmoy of Isari Talki isn't just a quote from history, but this is really the way it's supposed to be. When Ravin came back from Eretz Yisrael, also famously, he said over the following, that Rab Dustoyev, Rab Yanev, Rab Oishia, Shia, Rukama, Habapruta, they made an assessment, how much is the Pruta, and they said it's Echad Mishish of the Isari Talki. It's not one-eighth of the Isari Talki, but it's one-sixth of the Isari Talki. Now, is it one-eighth or is it one-sixth? Is there really a Machloikis? We're trying to prove that it's one-eighth, and then we bring a Shita that actually says that it's one-eighth, but also a sheet that says that it's one-sixth, so the Gemara is going to discuss this in the course of the daf. But either way, Abaya told Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef, Pruta Koldu? How could you say it's Pruta Koldu? The Mishnah says, Echad Mishmain of Israel Italki. And don't tell me that the Mishnah means Deir because you see in the times of Rav Simoy, he also was working with the same Cheshman. So obviously what you're saying can't be Correct, Amalei Rav Yosef. So Rav Yosef told Abayi, if you're right, meaning that the pruta is not relative, it's not a different value depending on the currency that's being used and whatever the smallest coin is, but rather it's a fixed amount. It's echad mishmoyin of Israel Yitalki. So let me ask you a question. How are you going to understand the following b'risa? Tzei v'chashoyv, kama prutois, the price says that if you do the math, figure out how many prutas are there in two slime. And the Brysa says, you know what the number is? It's Yosem Me'apayim. It's more than 2,000. There are more than 2,000 prutas in two slime. So Rabbi Yosef told Abaya, Hashto Alpayim Loihavyen. If you would cheshbin that the value of a pruta is Echad Mishmoyna Be'isar Ha'italki, then you would see that there are not even 2,000 prutois in two slayim. And the Brysa says, Yosem Is Yosem Me'apayim Torilo? How could the Brysa say there's more than 2,000? I'm telling you it's not even 2,000. So Rabbi Yosef told Abaya, this must be a raya that what? That the pruta is not Echad Mishmoyin of Isari Talki, but rather the pruta is something that can fluctuate. It can be really, 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 really small. And to the extent that it's really small, it would be possible that you would have Yosem Me'apayim in two slayim. And this seems to be a good kasha. Rabbi Yosef told Abai, I hear what you're saying, but I have a b'risa that I think supports me. Some of Ahusaba, there was an elder yid, or Ahusaba, Taisus always brings the Yeshayim, maybe it was Eliyahu Navi who said, I have a different girsa in this b'risa, Rabbi Yosef. The girsa that I had was, not Yosef me'alpayim, but rather Korev la'alpayim. 
Not more than 2,000, but it's close to 2,000. And if it's close to 2,000, it's talking not more than 2,000. It's not even 2,000, but it is close to 2,000. But the Gemara says, so if, so if, even this Gersa doesn't work. You know why? Because if you do the math, and Rashi does it, I and Shum, if you, and you want to figure out using the ratio how many prutes there would be in two slums, the number would be alpha, 1,000, and 500, the Talsam and 36. It's 1,536, meaning it's not Karif Lal Pipe. 1,536 is not that close to 2,000, but the Gemara says that's really not a cash. It's keeping the Nafnumi Palga, being that it's more than half, right? It's more than 50% of the way home. Karif Lal Pipe and Karif Lal So it could be the price who would refer to it as Karif, and as a result, that already wouldn't be a kasha. The bottom line is, Machloikis Rav Yosef and Abaya, how exactly we determine the value of a pruta. So, in our Mishnah, it's a Isha Nikness according to Basil Bapruta. Or pick your Sugi and Shas that talks about money. Chances are the minimum value of money is going to be a Pruta. How do we define the Pruta? Abayas Rabbi Yosef said Pruta Koldo. It's the smallest coin that's being used at that time. It could be bigger sometimes, it could be smaller sometimes, but whatever is in use, smallest copper coin, that's always going to be the Pruta. Abayas said that's not the way it works. Abayas says there's a ratio that needs to be used to always determine what exactly the value of the pruta is going to be. And that ratio is the ratio that the Mishnah gave us. It's echad mishmoina b'isari talki. So the pruta always has to conform with that ratio. You have to somehow back into a number or a ratio of echad mishmoina b'isari talki. Now, the sheet of Rabbi Yosef is a very, very simple sheet of pruta koldo. Can't be more simple than that. A bayashita is a little bit more complex and it requires you to, to do a little bit of math and really to understand it a little bit better. And hopefully over the next few lines, we'll get to uh, maybe more confusing, but at the same time, hopefully a, a clearer understanding. He said the following. How much is the pruta? And he said it's He used the ratio of the Mishnah. And that was the value of the pruta that he came. When Ravin came from Eretz Yisrael to Babel, he said, This is all the same generation. That they said, not but They said it's one six of the Isari Talki. First glance, it would appear to me that you and Ravin have a machlekes. You said one eighth. Robin said one six. Now they're both quoting different people that made their chesbonus, but at the end of the day, there's a machlokes, right? You're reporting conflicting psakim. So Abaya said it would seem to me that this is a machlokes. That's really a machlokes tano. The tanya we learned in a brayzim. This is the chesbon part of today's daf. Pruta shamru chachamim. The pruta that the chachamim talked about. Echad mishmoina beisar hoyitalki. That's what the Mishnah said. Now, this b'raisa, like b'raisas always do, get a little more into it. What's the cheshben of Echad Mishmoin of Israel? He says the b'raisa, Sheish ma kesef dinar. There's six ma kesef to the dinar. Ma, shnei punyoinim. Each ma is made up of two punyoinim. Punyoin shnei isarim. A punyin is made up of two isarim. Isar, shnei musmisen. And isar is made up of two musmisen. Mismei shnei kuntroitnen. Mismes is made up of two kuntroitnen. And kuntrak shnei prutois. A kuntrak is made up of two prutois. If you do the math, nimsa, what you're going to come up with is that a pruta is echad 
Mishmoina be'isari talki. It's one eighth of the isari talki. So Rabbi Nishalayim, what does this even mean? So if you go through this a little bit slower, and it's very helpful to write this down, the cheshbin is as follows. The Bryson begins and says, Sheish Mokasev Dinar. There are six Mokasev to the Dinar. Then the Bryson says that there are two Pundyoinim to the Ma. So if there's six Mokasev to the Dinar, just get the formula. And there's two Pundyoinim to the Ma, that means there's 12 Pundyoinim to the Dinar, right? Six Ma to the Dinar, two Pundyoinim to the Ma. Six times two is twelve, which means there's 12 Pundyoinim to the Dinar. If there's two Isarim to the Pundyon, that means. There's 2 times 12, or 24 Isarim to the Dinar. Now we need the Isar, because that's one of the two numbers that we're using in our formula. So, how many Isarim in the Dinar? It's 24. Again, how? Because the 6 Ma to the Dinar, 2 Pundyonim to the Ma, 2 Isarim to the Pundyan. So 6 times 2 times 2 is 24. So there's 24 Isarim to the Dinar. Now there's 2 Musmesim to the Isar, which means there's 48 Musmesim to the Dinar. There's 2 Kuntroiknim to the Masmes, which means there are 96 Kuntroiknim to the Dinar. And there's 2 Prutais, we need this number 2, to the Kuntrank, which is 96 times 2, which is 192 Prutais to the Dinar. So if you just plot it out, we need the Isar and we need the Pruta. So you have 24 Isurim to the Dinar and you have 192 Prutas to the Dinar. Which means the relationship between the Isar and the Pruta is 24 to 192. Or simple arithmetic, it's 1-8. And therefore, if there's 24 Isurim to the Dinar and there's 192 Prutas to the Dinar, so 192 divided by 24 is 8. Hence you have your not such complicated ratio of 8 to 1. So by figuring out how many isarim are to the dinar and how many prutas are in the dinar, that's the way you figure out the ratio between the pruta and the isar, and that's the basic math that the Gemara just said. But this is the first sheet. The second sheet is Rav Shem Gamliel, Gamliel said a little bit differently. He said, Shloisha hadrasin lema. There's three hadrasin to the ma. Shnei hansin lahadras. There's two hansin to the hadras. Shnei shimnin lahans. Each hans is made up of two timnim. Base prutois the shaman. There's two prutois to the shaman. And if you do this math, nimso, what you're going to end up with is pruta achas mishisha b'isari talki. It's not going to be an eight to one ratio, but rather what you're going to end up with is a six to one ratio. So just to follow our formula, do this the same way. Writing it and reading off a piece of paper. So there's three handrisin to a makasef. So. In the Tanakamas Cheshman, we started with the Malkasev, right? We said six Malkasev to the dinner. Rav Gamliel starting a little bit earlier. He said that there's three Handrisen to the Malkasev. Then he said there's two Hansen to the Hadris. So if there's three Handrisen to the Malkasev and there's two Hansen to each Hadris, so that means there's six Hansen into each Malkasev. There's two Shminim into the Hans. I don't know if I'm pronouncing these words right. That means there's 12 Shminim or Shimnin into the Malkasev. If there's two Prutois, again, we need the Prutois into the Shaman, which means that there are 24 Prutois to the Malkasev. So Rav Shimon Gamliel basically said, that every Ma'akasef is made up of 24 Prutas. That's all Rav Shem Gamliel said. He didn't say anything else. He didn't even mention the Isar. He didn't mention the Dina. He was talking about the Ma'akasef, right? The Tanakhama started with the Ma'akasef. He said six Ma'akasef to the Dina, and then he went from there. Rav Shem Gamliel told us how many Handrisim there are in the Ma'akasef, how many Hansim there are in the Handris, how many Shrimdim there are in the Hans, and how many Prutas there are in the Shaman. But what we need is, is how many Prutas are there in the Malkasev. 
And the number is 24. So there's 24 prutois into the Malkasef. According to Rav Shulam Gamliel, that there are 24 prutois into the Malkasef, how many prutois are there in the dinar? So Rav Shulam Gamliel didn't tell us anything about the ratio between Malkasef and dinar. But the Tanakhama did. The Tanakhama said there's six Malkasef to the dinar. So Rashi, we're going to assume, because there's no reason not to, that Rav Shulam Gamliel... It's not chayluk with that. Shum Gavliel heard the Tanakhama say six more kasev to the dinar. He didn't say anything. So, shtikos kohidah. And as a result, we're going to assume that that's what he holds as well. So if there's 24 prutois to the Malkasef and the six Malkasef to the dinar, so how many prutois then are there in the dinar? It's six times 24. Six times 24 is 144. So that means he holds that there are 144 Prutois into the Malkasef. That's not like the Tanakama. The Tanakama had 192 Prutois into the Dinar. As opposed to Rav Shimon Gamliel, if there's 24 Prutois in the Malkasef and there's 6 Malkasef in the Dinar, so it's 24 times 6, which is 144. So according to him, there are a lot more Prutois in the Dinar than there are according to the Tanakama. The the ratio of dinar to pruta is not 1 to 192, but the pruta is bigger. It's 1 to 144. Okay. Now, as it relates to the Isar, dear Turab, Shem Gamliel didn't say anything. He didn't say a word. So you have to assume, Zok Rashi, that he holds that the ratio of dinar to Isar is the same as the Tanakama, because he heard the Tanakama say something, and he wasn't Meicha. So, again, Shtika Koida. What did the Tanakama say? How many Isarim are there to the dinar? The number was 24. So we're going to assume that he also holds it's 24. So if there are 144 Prutais to the dinar, and there's 24 Isarim to the dinar, so what's the ratio between Isar and Pruta? It's 144 divided by 24, which is 6, and that's how he comes up with the Cheshbin of 1-6. So it's very simple. So the Tanakama says it's 1-8. He, Rav Shem Gamliel says it's one six. So Abaya turned to Rav Dimi and he told him, "You're reporting to me echad mishmoyna beisar, and Robin's reporting to me echad mishisha beisar." Leima, it would seem at first glance that really the two reports that we're getting is this machloik is Tanakam Rav Shem Gamliel that you have in the Brayso. So he said, "Gishmak leima the Ma'aromek Tanakam." Are you going like the Tanakam? That's why you said one eighth. The Rav and the Amik Rav Shimon Gamliel and Rava holds like Rav Shimon Gamliel that it's really not one eighth, it's one six. Amalasi told me, no, Bain, D, you Bain, Rav, and I'll leave it to Tanakama. We both hold like the Tanakama. The Tanakama who holds that how many Prutas are there in the Dinar? It's 192. Now, we're both going according to the Tanakama. There's 192 Prutas in the Dinar. There's 24 Isarim in the Dinar. So I understand the sheet of Ravdimi. My sheet makes perfect sense. It's one eighth. But Lahura, according to the sheet of Ravin, who said that it's one six, how does that work for like Kashi? He said it's not a Kasha. It seems that the Isar itself used to fluctuate. Sometimes the Isar was worth more, and sometimes the Isar was worth less. And the Gemara explains, if it got more expensive. In that case, it's the way the Tanakama stelled it out. And that is, you'd have 24 into a Zuz, which in our Gemara means a Dinar. So there's 24. Four isarim in a dinar. If there's twenty-four isurim isarim in the dinar, 
and there's 192 prutas in the dinar, so the ratio is going to be 8 to 1, the way we have it. That's Echem Yishmai, the But sometimes the Iser would be devalued a little bit. And when the Iser was devalued, so there weren't any more 24 Isarim into the dinar, but it was Kum Talsim Vitrein There were actually 32. If there's 32, so now the ratio is a little bit different. You have 192 prutas to the dinar, and you have 32 Isarim to the dinar. If that's the case, what's the ratio between Isar and Pruta? It's 192 divided not by 24, but it's 192 divided by 32. And if you do 192 and you divide it by 32, you're going to get a 6. And that's the Cheshben of 1-6 as opposed to 1-8. So said... Rav Dimi, that the reason Ravon reported 1-6 was not because he held like Rav Shem and Gamliel. It's true, there is a Rav Shem and Gamliel that holds that it's 1-6. He be'etzim held like the Tanakhama, but he still came up with 1-6. And the reason he still came up with 1-6 is because if the Isar is going to fluctuate, that's going to affect the ratio, and as a result, it's going to sometimes be 1-8 according to the Tanakhama, and it's going to sometimes be 1-6 according to the Tanakhama. So if you make a little bit of a sikum here, what really emerges then is that according to the Tanakhama, the way we have it in this Braisa, which is the sheet of Rabbimi, which is the Stam Nishnah here, Mesachtis Kedushin, so it's one-eighth. According to Rav Shem Gamliel, it's one-sixth. But then in the same breath, we're saying that even according to the Tanakhama, it could sometimes be one-sixth. Because Robin said one-sixth, and Robin was going to live with the Tanakhama. Robin was going to live with the Stam Nishnah, Ayin Rashi. So if that's the case, really, even the Tanakhama could hold one-sixth. So what's then the machloikis? Tanakama holds it's one eighth, but it could be one six. Rabshim Gamliel holds it's one six. The zikra machloikis, Rabshim Gamliel and the Tanakama. What is the machloikis? It's still like a mashu confusing. So if you look at Rashi, Rashi says that the core of the machloikis, and this is the core of understanding the pruta, if we take nothing else from this Gemara, that the Tanakama holds, there are 192 prutas in the dinar. And Rab Shimon ben Gamliel holds that there are 144 prutas to the dinar. That's the machloikis. The Tanakama, the way he laid it out, what emerged was, we don't have to chazer it, 192 prutas to the dinar. Rab Shimon Gamliel, he made a cheshman that there are 24 prutas into the ma, and there's six ma into the dinar, which means that there's 144. And that's the side of the machloikis. So the machloikis is not one eighth, one six. Because although B'muscharishin, and the way the B'raisa presents it, Tanakama holds 1.8, and Rav Shem Gamliel holds 1.6, but you see that B'dayrish al it was muchach, or likely that it could change. Because depending on the Isar, the ratio between Isar and Pruta could actually be impacted. So what's not impacted? What's constant? What are they arguing about? What they're arguing about is how many prutas to the dinar. Is it 192 prutas to the dinar, or is it 24 prutas to the dinar? Echad bishmoinam isar italki is predicated on 192 prutas to the dinar. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says that I vehemently disagree with that. And even if there's going to be 24 isarim to the dinar, it's still not going to be one eighth. What it's going to be is one six, because the amount of prutas that you have in the dinar is not 192, it's 144. Now, if you can have 32 to the dinar, and the ratio is going to be even smaller than that. But the point is that the machloikis, the side of what's going on over here, is 192 prutas to the dinar, which means that when the Mishnah said, what did the Mishnah mean? Figure out what the Isser is and work backwards, one-eighth? No, you can't do that. You see you can't do that. Because you see, Robin came back and Robin said that 
I heard from great Goyimim who did that, and the number was 1-6. It wasn't 1-8. The Yisoyed of Echas Mishmaid of Israel Talki is when there's 24 Yisurim to the dinner. When there's 24 Yisurim to the dinner. And we know this is a constant, 192 Prutus to the dinner. So if that's the case, it's going to end up being 1-8. But Enochanami doesn't have to be 1-8. Really, it could be 1-6. So just to come up for breath, because this really concludes the technical portion of today's daf. What we have in the Gemara is a machoikis, Rabbi Yosef and Abayim. According to Rabbi Yosef, Pruta is just cold. I don't know, figure out, it's a penny today, right? That's what Rabbi Yosef would tell you. According to Abayim, no, Chazal said that it's related to the dinner. What's the relation to the dinner? Or maybe related to the Isar. What's the relation to the Isar? I don't know, figure out what the Isar is and work backwards. It's one eighth of that. But really, after further review, it's not the Cheshman. The Cheshman is, it's either 192 Prutus to the dinar, so it's one, 192 of the dinar, or according to Rav Shemim Gamliel, who we don't paskin like, it would be one 144th of a, a dinar. If you look in the Rishonim, the way the Rishonim tell it us, right here, because this is, of course, what we're learning, here, as it relates to Isha Niknes, Bekesev, Shittas, Basil, says the Rif. The shiura. You want to know what the shear of a prut is? So what would you expect him to say? One, 192 of a, a dinar. It's mamish what emerges from learning daf yoimi. Says the riff, the shiura, the shear is chad, mi meya, betishim, betrayim, bezuzah, Then he starts varfing medinas, the shashrang. Vahu dinar slarv shal aravian, nimsas pruta al pi ashira zeh, chatsi chiko, he says that if you if you cheshbin that, meaning the riff is a rishon, so he's giving us something a little bit more tangible to take home with us. So he says if you do the math, what you're going to end up with is it's a chatzi chika. So what's a chika? So it says the ran Rabbeinu Nesim, who wrote a pirush on the riff, v'hu mishkal chatzi soira. It's the weight of a half a barley corn. That's what it is. So the riff was. Familiar, he was in tune with the dinar, he knew what it was, and he knew what uh, one 192 of that is. And he said, if you want a good simon, a good way to remember this, think of a soira, chop it in half, whatever that is, meaning, what does it mean, whatever that is? Not how much you'd have to pay for it if you were going to buy it in a supermarket. What it means is, is make it silver, weigh it, and whatever the value of that silver is, that's what it's going to be. And that's what the, the pruta is going to be. That is the cheshman. If you look at the Rambam, the Rambam is in Hilchas Toyin Venitin Perikim Laloch Aleph. The Rambam is talking about the Aloch Moed Bemixus, which we saw in yesterday's daf, is related to the Pruta. Ain Moed Bemixus Chayes Shmuel and Atayra. Actually, Moed Bepruta. You have to be Moed in a Pruta. Oh yes, Rabbi Yich Rabbi Shteimon. Kasevet Bekamah He Pruta. So the Rambam, how much is a Pruta? Mishkal Chatsi Sa'ira Shal Kasev Naki Gavaldik. You take Kasev Naki. You take pure silver. And you chop it up. You mamish take off a little piece, a half a barley corn, right? Of Cholent fame, I think, right? That's what a barley corn is. You take a half of it and you weigh it. That's what it is. So whatever the value of that silver is, that's what you're going to end up with. So the Rambam shear and the Rif shear, it's very easy when the Rambam and the Rif are in agreement, certainly on the Yosef side of the equation. But the bottom line is the Rambam and the Rif are in agreement and they both say the same thing, that you want to know what the shear is. It's the... Weight of a of a chatzis soir. If you look in the Shulchan Aruch, the Mechaber says in Eben Ezer Simin Chav Zayin Sif Yud Shir Hakesef Shemekadshim Boy. What's the shear? How much does the ring have to be when a man is Mekadosh Anisha? Nishkol chatzis soira 
Kesef Tzaruf. The Shir is, it's a Chatzi of Kesef Tzaruf. This is the Halacha Lamaisa, and it's based on the way the riff lays it out. Pashit Af Yoimi Galanin, and that is, it's 1 192 of the Diner of Amal. Either way, on that note, we have some lumbus and some nice light gemaras coming our way. Oh, my Shmuel, Shmuel's a kitchen tomorrow. If a man is Makadash and with a tomorrow, so what's a tomorrow? A date. A filu oimed kur tomorrow, bedinar, even if a kur of tomorrow would sell for a dinar. Now, a kur is a big, big amount, right? It's 30 so. So it's a lot of tomorrow. Would sell for one dinar. I mean, a dinar is a lot, but, you know, it's 192 brutus. It's not that much. So even if you would have a kur that was selling for a dinar, which means that the tomorrow is very, very, very billig, still mekudeshes. Talach is this woman would be married, because we're concerned, Shema Shava Pruta Because even though we know for sure that tomorrow is not worth a Pruta, but at the same time, Chashinon Shema Shava Pruta Bemadai, and if in Madai it's worth a Pruta, so maybe here it has the value of a Pruta as well. So here what's going on. A man was Makadashanisha with something that we know 1000% is not a Shava Pruta. At the same time, Shmuel said, Mikudeshes, Chayshinon, because we're concerned that maybe Shava Pruta be Madai. Maybe in Madai. Maybe in Yanamak Veld, it's worth a Pruta. And if it's worth a Pruta in Madai, you have to be concerned that it's worth a Pruta over here. So a few things. First of all, the Rishonim say, really? That's the way this works? So you can never know if something's worth a Pruta or not worth a Pruta, because Shem is Shava Pruta be Madai. How do you know that on the other side of the world it's, it's not worth a, a Pruta? So the Ramban and the Rishonim asked the Kasha, and one Mahalach in the Rishonim is that being that we're dealing with the Chaim Reveshesish, so over here we're Machmer. And it's a Chomro, over here we're Machmer. You want to be 100% sure that this woman's not married. Maybe it is worth a Shavar Pruta, but it's true. In other areas of Allah, it's not something we would necessarily be Chayish for. It's here that we're Chayish for. Additionally, the Lushen of Shmuel was Mikudeshes. Mikudeshes sounds like she's Vadai married. And then in the same breath, Shmuel says, Chayshinon, it's only Achshash. Shem is Shavar Pruta Bamadai. So does that mean Chayshinon is, or Mikudeshes means only Misafik? And if it's a suffix, is it a suffix day raisa? This is like a day raisa. I think we just said it's Mishum Chumar Day Shazish, which means it's probably Midrabanan. So, Pasha, a lot of confusion how to even reach Mul's member. Meaning, you know for sure that where you are, it's not worth a pruta. How could you say that? We learned in our Mishnah, that Isha is Niknes Bekasset. How much Kasset? Pruta. Okay, that we worked out. But then he said Shava Pruta. So it sounds like that there's something called a Shava Pruta. And if it's less than a Shava Pruta, then she won't be Mikudashas. If you're telling me Hashin Hashem Shava Pruta Bemadai, you always have to be worried Vas Tutzich in the Andre side of the world, then what does it mean that Isha's only nickness if it's a Shavar Pruta, even if it's less than a Shavar Pruta, she's going to be Mekudashas. Why? Because of the Cheshash. But the Gemara says, like, Kasha, I don't understand what the question is. Habi Kedushay Vadai. One is talking about where it's Kedushay Vadai, Habi Kedushay Safik, and the other one is talking about where it was Kedushay Safik. You know, the Gemara, who gabbed the Akdash Bezavda the Vardi. There was a man who was Mekadash in Isha with a bundle. So Rashi says that Urdi, or a Vardi, is aguda shamukin? It's something soft. So he also raps simi barchir. Can make the rab. Come ayin ba. He is bas shavar pruta. He in iloy loy. He was trying to figure out. Has a shavar pruta? Doesn't have a shavar pruta? If he less bas shavar pruta loy. Faith to gemara. That's true. Vama shmuel chashinon. Didn't shmuel say that we're always worried that maybe shavar 
Pruta b'madai. So why are you investigating so closely? Why are you looking into it? L'chayra, if it's worth a pruta b'madai, then we have a little bit of a situation over here. But the Gemara says, like, Kasha, habi kedushay v'adai, habi kedushay safik. No, he wanted, he knew for sure, me safik, she's mekudashas. His question was, mekudashas me safik, or maybe even mekudashas b'madai. So if... As far as he knows, it's not worth a, a pruta. Then the most that she could be mikudeshes would be mikudeshes misafik. Before we go weiter, we mentioned that today is Rabruvin Margolis's yard site. So in his netzayit seyar, right here on this gemara, he says noidim divrei agra. Said it's you do in the name of the Vilna Goyen that the Goyen said that why does the Gemara say Kitcha b'tamara afilo aimet kur tamara b'dinam mikudeshes chayshinon shema shava pruta b'madai. Does what Madai have to do with anything? Why not? Maybe in Paras, maybe in Yavon. Why Madai? So he says it's Yodua that the Goyen said Pshat based on a pasuk in Yeshaya. It's Perik Yud Gimel pasuk Yud Zayin. Hashem says Hineni Meir Aleim Es Madai. I'm going to bring Madai. They're going to descend upon you. Asher Kesef Lo Yachshoivu. Madai money has no value. V'zov Lo Yachbetzu Boy, and they can have no interest in your goal. Now, Pasha, this pasuk is a klolo that the Navi is saying that you know the. The Medes are going to come, they're going to lay siege on Eretz Yisrael, and you're going to try to be paid to them. You're going to say, you know, take my money and run away. But they're going to be kesef lo yachshoivu v'zov lo yachbetzubay. But said the Goyen, that you see from here, that in Madai, money had no value. And because money had no value, there was extreme inflation. And if that's the case, so a tomorrow, which usually is a very, very bilagazach, it could be over there, was... Worth more than a Shavu Pruto. See, he says, It's you do that. The Goyen said that. That's why the Gemara says, Shem is Shavu Pruto Madai. Because you have a Pasik that already was Megalotos, that in Madai, Kesef lo Yachshoivu, Vizov lo Yachbetzu Boy. So says, Rabruvim Argos, Vinira lemalis achre divrei kotshay. Incidentally, we always speak about the goy- the goynes of Rabruvim Margolis. But if you're zoicha to learn the svar Rabruvim Margolis, the year is Shemayim, it, it jumps off the page. That's the way he writes. Why tomorrow? Why a date? Why not some other fruit? Why not something else? So this is classic. He says that the Gemara says, This is in the Sugi of Chomet's Neuksha, which is synonymous as maybe the most obscure sugi in Shah. So to take something out of a sugi like that, right now we're talking. So in the sugi of Chomet's Neuchsha, so the Mishnah talks about Sheikhar Hamadi, the beer that was brewed, that was made of Madi. So apparently there was something unique about Sheikhar Hamadi. So Rashi says, Sheikhar Hamadi, the fish, people they used to make beer from tomorrow. However, Deer was different. They used to make it from barley. The way we make it. And therefore it's referred to by this unique name of Sheikh Ramadi. So Sheikh Ramadi is beer that's made not from fruit, but beer that was made from barley. So Sheikh Ramadi is the one that was not. So he says, why did they, Dafke and Madi, not make it from tomorrow? Why didn't they use what everybody else did? So he said, presumably because tomorrow had value in Madi. And being that it was valuable, so they don't want to use it for beer. So instead, they use soyrim, right? Soyrim is very, very billig. Soyrim is always the very, very billig thing. But apparently, 
Whereas Tamarim ordinarily was something, right? That's the whole point of Chazal. What are they trying to say? Because it's such a billig of thing. But, right, that's where they make beer from it. Because it was so billig, so you just throw it away. Right? You make gala from it. You just put it in the pot. You cook it up and you make something. That was the whole point. That's why they used to make Tamarim. But in Madi, you see that the Tamarim were more chashiv. How do you see that? Because they, they didn't use Tamarim, did they? They used Sayyim. It's a Mephurish Rashi. So that's the whole point. That Kitshav and Tamarim. Why? Because the Tama we know is more valuable than Madi. And the Goyen already said that in Madi was That's why we pick Tamarim. That's why we pick Madi. Either way, so again, what was Shmuel's Chiddush? Very, very big Chiddush. He said, Kitshah tomorrow, even though you know for sure that it's not worth a Shavu Pruta, but at the same time, Mikudeshes. Why? Chayshinon, because we have a Chashash, Shnema Shavu Pruta B'Madi. Now again, it's only a Chashash, the Gemara says. It's only a Shavu Kiddush, if that is not going to be. But at the same time, Chayshinon, Misafik, maybe it's worth a Pruta B'Madi. So the Gemara now, is going to tell a story, and this story is going to be Malavas onto Amid Beis. Who gathered the Aktish Ba'avno the Kochel? There was a man that was Makadash Anisha, and he used stone, stone that was blue. Sounds precious. Yosef Rav Chizda stating that Rav Chizda sat down and he was making a cheshbon. He is a shavu pruta in. He like like I wasn't sure. So he said if it's worth a shavu pruta, there's a kedusha, but it's not worth a shavu pruta. She's not married. In the meantime, it turns out that there was someone else that came. And someone else was Mekadosh des Isha. And that made Rav Chizda's inquiry even more pertinent, because now someone else was Mekadosh. She Mekudoshes to the first person, she's Mekudoshes to the second person. Says the Gemara, I don't understand what Rav Chizda's was. For Amar Shmuel, didn't Shmuel say Chayshinon? That you have to be concerned. So if Shmuel said Chayshinon, so for sure then... The first Isha is Mikudeshes, and for sure the second Isha is not Mikudeshes. So the Gemara says, Rav Chizah didn't hold like Shmuel. He didn't hold it as Chiddush. And because he didn't hold it as Chiddush, so it's for that reason he was making the Cheshman that he was making. Now, Rashi speaks out, and the Rishonim speak out, that why did the Gemara just say the same answer that it said? That he was trying to figure out if it was Kedushay Vada or if it was Kedushay Safed. And the reason is because in Rav Chizda's Cheshben, he was trying to figure out what the story is with the second marriage. I Meaning, it wasn't just Cheshben in the first marriage. He was Cheshben in the second marriage. If Rav Chizda's murdered to Shmuel and he owes Cheshina Misafik, then the second marriage, you can't ever assume is a Kedush Evadai because Misafik, she's married to the first person. In that case, Misafik, she's not married to the second person. So from the fact that Rav Chizda has two tzadim, whether she's married to the first, second person or not married to the second person, and he has a tzad that she's for sure married to the second person, that means he has a tzad that she's for sure not married to the first person. If that's the case, he doesn't hold like Shmuel that for sure there's a suffix, and that's why the Gemara comes out that at the end of the day, so again, what happened? What happened was there was a, a man that was Makadish and Isha ba'avna de kuchlo. And Rav Chizda was unsure whether or not, whether or not the Kedushan was a Kedushan or the Kedushan wasn't a Kedushan. In the meantime, this woman went and she married somebody else. Now, it turns out that Rav Chizda paskind, again, this is a little terrible about pen, this Gemara, that really she's not the Kedushan to the first person. Okay? And therefore, the Kedushan to the second person is going to be a valid Kedushan. So the Gemara says, Amr ime, the mother of the first bride. 
the mother of the first Kala, the person that Rav Chizda Paskin, he's not married to, came and said, you made a cheshbin today. And you were presented with the Shailah, and you came out that this Abna the Kuchla is not worth a, a pruta. She said that today's quote is not the same as it was then. And if you go back, you'll see that and the day that it, my daughter became a Kudeshis to this man, it was worth a pruta. He told her, You have no right to do that. She's married to somebody else right now because she's married to somebody else right now. I'm sorry, it's not something that you have a right to do. And he told her, Isn't this mamish the story of Yehudas? Who was Yehudas? She was the wife quite infamously, of Rab Chiyah. So Rab Chiyah's wife once had Sar Leda. So she turned to her husband and she said the following, my mother told me, that, you know, we're married and we're having children right now, but really, I'm an Eish In fact, my mother told me that when I was a Ketana, my father was Mekadashmi, and as a result, these children are not even legitimate because really they're mamzerim and you're not allowed to live with me anymore. Now, why would she have said all this? The reason she said this is it's based on a mission, Mesachtas Nida, right? The mission says the women they used to swear because they were in so much pain and they used to say that I'm never going to do Tashmish again. And that's why Yeladis has to bring Karbachatas because she needs Kapara on what it is she did. So, this is a dramatic form of that type of Shmuel. Either way, that he says, what you, your mother doesn't have a right to go ahead and do this. And as a result, even though this is what she said at the same time, I'm not going to be Makabal. It's just Kedai to mention that the Gemara says, The Gemara says, Rav, when he used to part ways with his uncle, Rav Chia, told Rav, I'm giving you a bracha. From something that's even worse than death. So he said, Is there anything that's worse than death? Rav couldn't figure it out. So Rav went to Bismedrish, he started looking around, and he was pacing it, he was trying to figure out what's worse than Misa, and he came up the Pasik says, And he says, That's obviously what the Fatah meant. And he was trying to give me a bracha that he shouldn't end up with an Isha that's going to be Marmi Mavis. And then the Gemara, skipping a few lines, digresses a little bit and says, Rabchia's own life used to give him a lot of tsar. But whenever he found something nice, he would put it in the Sudr, and he would bring it home as a matana, as a gift to his wife. So Rav said, He says, Uncle, why would you do this? Your wife, she causes you so much pain. Why are you bringing your gift? It's true, she causes me tzar. But at the same time, I owe her because she takes care of my children, and she's matzal me from here, and because she does those two things, it's for that reason she deserves what she's getting. But the bottom line is, Chazal already talked a little bit about the Shulm Bayes of Rebchia and his wife, specifically the Visu de Rebchia. So this Gemara, obviously, is a sip cotton in that conversation, where you see that she, she once told him, I want you to know, I was living with your children on Mamzerim. So this is a shtickle next level. But the bottom line is, that's what the Gemara says. So Rebchia's the, the woman comes and tells Rav Chizda, you know, you're passing that the Kedushan is not a Kedushan. Why? Because you did the math. You made a Cheshman and you said that this stone is not worth a, a Shava Pruta. Yeah, but at the time of the Kedushan it was, Rav Chizda says, I'm sorry, but you're not believed. But the Gemara continues. Mar says, I'm believe Rabban Rav Chizda. Rabban then came to Rav Chizda. And they said, I, I still don't understand your Psa. There are Adam and Edis. 
This is a place. The Yadi, who are aware, the Pruta, he said that there are rumors, that's the key word here, that there are Aden that can walk into your court and they can testify today that this Adna the Kuchlu was worth a, a Shava Pruta on the day. So Rav Chizda said, I hear, but at the same time, Hashtamia, Lesnu Kamal, the Maisa, right now they're not here, and because right now they're, they're not here, so therefore that in and of itself is not a Taina, and that, that's not a Cheshman. He said, Lav Hainu Drebchanina, and in fact I could support my Psak with some Drebchanina. Said, Drebchanina, Drebchanina said, Edeo Betzad Aston, Vitei Aser. So the story over there was, the Gemara says, this is referring to Bonsei the Shmuel, that Shmuel's daughters, they were taken into captivity, and they came into Bezdin, and they said that, you know, we were taken into captivity, but at the same time with the Iris, and as a result, we don't have a dinner of a Zayna, we're allowed to marry a Kayan. But they said, and they were believed, in fact, one of the Amiram told one of the other Amiram, go marry them, because Fakir, he was a Kayan, and they're 100% taught. But then somebody came, and someone said, I heard a rumor that there are Aden that know that they were taken into captivity. And Rabbi Hanina said, Edel betzad there are Aden in the north. That's not enough of a reason to make her So just because there are rumors that maybe there's something that can impact this psaq, that in and of itself is not an issue. Because that's not an issue, therefore it's not going to be a problem. So let's just make a sikum what Rav Chizda just did. So it seems like this was a controversial psaq from Rav Chizda, where there was a story that a man was Makadashanisha with something where it was questionable whether it was worth a prut or wasn't worth a prut. And Rav Chizda Baskin, that it's not worth a prut. And based on that, he said, you're not married. She went ahead and she married somebody else. And there were three chedushim as emerged just from learning the Gemara in Rav Chiz's Psach. The first chedush was that, why don't we say that at the very least, she's Mikudesh's Misafik, Shem Meshava Pruta Maybe a Madai, where it's Kesef Layach where they have no interest in money and gold is worthless. So maybe over there it's worth a, a Pruta. So they want to say, Rechiz, let's say the Shmuel. I hear, but Rechiz doesn't hold the Shmuel. Shmuel's a very big Chiddush. And as a result, he doesn't hold the Shmuel. It's not a Kasha. But there was another Chiddush. And the reason is because someone walked into Bezin, it was the mother of the first Kala, and she said that I know on the day that the Kedushan happened, I understand today it's not worth a Pruta. But on the day of the Kedushan, it was worth a Pruta. So, Rav Chizda dismissed her. He said, You can't walk into Bezda now and make the second woman us at her husband. Incidentally, he had two Rishayim. He said, What was the Havamina she could? Again, there's a lot going on here. He said, This is the story with Yehudis, the wife of, of Rav Chizda. But there was a third Chiddush, because the Oilam came to Rav Chizda and they said, There's a rumor that there are Edom in the city of Edis. And over there, they can walk in and they can testify, not as the mother, as two Gehede Gehedim, where they can tell you for sure that it was worth a Shavar Pruta. So he said, it's very nice, but Edel Betzad Aston Veteyaser, there's Edim on Yanamak Velt. And he said, Lavhainu Rebchanina. He had a precedent. He pulled out a case study. He said, Rebchanina, really passed such a child. What was the story with Rebchanina? Where Bansi the Shmuel said that we were taken into captivity, but we're Tahiris. They're believed, unless they're Edom that say they were taken into captivity, then they're not believed. And then there was a rumor that started circulating that they are Edom. Rabbi Khanina said, well, there's a rumor that they are Edom. Well, I said, the Edom come, then we'll talk about it. But right now, the Edom are not there. So these were really the three hoops that Rabbi Chizda had to jump through in order to say what it is he said. So says the Gemara. Abaye Verovo, because Gemara is going to cheshman a little bit, that's why I think it was Kedai, that little recap. Abaye and Rav didn't hold of Rav Chizda. They disagreed with the Psaq of Rav Chizda. So which part of Rav Chizda they disagree with? The last thing Rav Chizda said. Because the Rabbana told Rav Chizda's rumors that they're Aden. So you have to take the rumor seriously. What did Rav Chizda say? Rav Chizda said that 
So the story over there by the Shvuya was a story where we, dis- where we tried to figure out whether these girls had a din of a zoina or didn't have a din of a zoina. Right? Are they also talking or not also talking? Now, why would you think that they would be a zoina? Because probably the captors took advantage of them. But a baiver of a hell, that the reason Rabbi was so makel there is because he felt that there was a way for the women to get out of them having a situation. What would they do? What they would do is they'd be manavel themselves. And if they would be manavel themselves, make themselves look disgusting like this. The people that took them into captivity would stay away from them. I don't have such a svara to be makel over here because if it's worth a shavu pruta, it's worth a shavu pruta. So there's no svara, there's no umdana that's supporting the fact that maybe your psak is right. Over there, there's an umdana saying that they were talking to Hiras. Even though there's Adam that can come and say that they were taken into captivity, but based on a svara, as opposed to over here, we don't have such a svara, over here it's going to be different. So the Gemara says, a little postscript to this, this woman, who we said Rav Chizda allowed to marry somebody else, had a family. And there were members of this family that were living in Surah, and the Rabbana were perished from the members of this family. They treated them like Mamzerim. Based on the fact that Rav Chiz's psaq was such a controversial psaq that he allowed this woman to get married to a second person and therefore any children that they had were illegitimate because she was ready in Eish and there was a problem. So the Gemara says, The reason they were Pirish is not because they held of Shmuel. Meaning we said that Rav Chiz said three Chedushim. So really if you would argue with any one of the three Chedushim that Rav Chiz said, that would be a reason to say that this woman didn't have a right to get married. So the Gemara says, don't think that the problem with Rav Chiz's psaq is that they disagreed with the first thing he said. What was the first thing Rav Chiz said? Less for the Shmuel. No, that's not the reason. Because forget that these Hebron Surah also didn't hold of Shmuel, who lived in Surah, right? This was Asri Dera. They didn't hold of Shmuel. The reason is because they held like a Ba'ivirava. They held that the third Chiddush of Chiz said was too big of a Chiddush. That once there are ready rumors that there are Adam out there that know what's going on, so at this point we have to take that rumor seriously. I is different. And as a result, it's for that reason that they paskin the way they paskin. Just to come up for breath. For one second, this is like a segue to an iron related raid by. But just could I mention it that Abai Barava held that even though the Gemara says elsewhere that Bunsi the Shmuel were taken into captivity, they walked into Bezin and they said, We were taken into captivity, but we're Tahir, which ordinarily a woman would be believed, right? Pashasa Pasheta, she'd be believed to say that. But all of a sudden, there was a tumult because people said there are Edom that know about her. If Edom walk into Bezin and say that a woman was taken into captivity, then she's not believed to say that she's Tahira. And Reb said a big psaq. He said, He said, there are Edom on the other side of the world. And because there are Edom on the other side of the world, is that a reason that we need to now go ahead and take this seriously? We don't have to. And it's for that reason, they went ahead and, and they were Mekel. So Chizda took this psaq and he applied it to his Maisejaya, where there were rumors that were spreading that Adam said that we know the Abna the Kuchlov of Chiz, the story was really worth a Shavu Pruta. Abaya Verabu said it's not a Tzushta, because Beshvuya Hikilu is a special Svar by Shvuya, but over here not.
Now, in our Gemara, the Gersa is, Hikilu b'shfuya, the menavla nafsha gabi shabai. And that's the way we explain the Gemara. Why would be the Svara to be meko by a Because it could be that even if it's true, she was taken into captivity, but it's not muchach, anything happened. Because maybe she was menavla herself, and by her being menavla herself, she was able to get out of the, the situation. But if you look at Toysvis, Dibra Maskel, Imi, Kalnu b'shfuya, it's clear that Toysvis had other Gersais of Gemaras that didn't have those words. Right, Toysvis starts off, Ish. Svarim shakasabayam mishundam anavla nafsh. There are svarim that have such a girsa, and if that's the girsa, okay, pshan the gemara's pasha, the way we read the gemara. But Taisvah says, I found other manuscripts that didn't have that. And according to the other manuscripts, we're simply being mechalic between shvuya and eshesesh. And if that's the case, says Taisvah, why are we being mechalic? Like mehechatesin. So Taisvah says two mahalach. One mahalach Taisvah says is, very simple. Because what were the Edom by Shvuya? Edom knew she was taken into captivity. Just because she was taken into captivity doesn't mean she was Mazana. As opposed to over here, if Edom know that this stone was worth a pruta, so you know for sure she's an Eshazesh. There, it's Kulei Haivu'ulai. Even if the Edom are there, and even if they come into Bezden, and even if they cross-examine, everything works out. Still, over here, if Edom would walk into Bezden and say, and we would accept their Edom, that it was worth a Shavu Prutu, she'd for sure be an Eshazesh. So there it's Kulei Haivu'ulai. Over here it's still a Suffolk, and that's going to be the Chilak. But then Taisus brings a very interesting shot. The reason... The Abai Varava held you could be Mekel by Shvuya, and you have to be Machav Eshesish, it's Mishum Deleka Ela Isra Lav Dezoyna. Because what's the Isra Shvuya? Let's say this woman was a Shvuya, Asha Alke. Oh, so she can't marry a coin. Let's say she marries a coin. Right, for a laugh. Oh, but Mekel by Eshesish? If this, if Ramchizda's wrong, then this woman's an Eshesish. And that's not just an Isra Lav, that's an Isra Misa, says Toysvis. So this is obviously Mohammer, and because this is Mohammer, that's what the issue is going to be. So Toysvis. Veloy Nehira. I disagree with you. Shvuya is only an Issa lab. Shvuya is not an Issa Misa. It's possible for Shvuya to be an Issa Misa. How so? Pomim Ike Issa Misa. And this toys sounds like a Mechaschenach. Emhu Koyen. Let's say he's a Koyen. Fiyeshloi ben Mimeno. So Koyen's going to marry the Shvuya. And then the Koyen's going to have a son. Everyone's going to think this son is a real Koyen. Really, he's not. He's a, not a Ben Garusha, Ben Chalutz. He's a Ben Zayna, right? Shehu Chalo. Meaning, he's not allowed to do the Avoid. The Yavid Avoid of Mizbech B'Shabbos. What's going to be if on Shabbos he goes into the base of Mikdash and he does the Avoid? Uh, Why is it a Chiv Misa? Because you're doing the Avoid on Shabbos. Now, Koyin's allowed to do the Avoid on Shabbos, but a Zar is not allowed to do the Avoid on Shabbos. So, Freik Tois says, What are you telling me? That Shvuya is only a lab. Shvuya is not an Issa Misa. Shvuya could also be an Issa Misa. How so? If he can end up. Having a child through a coin, the child's gonna be a chalo, thinking he's a coin, he's gonna do the avoid on Shabbos. A coin does the avoid on Shabbos, he's doing the avoid. But if a czar, a chalo, does the avoid on Shabbos, then the chayr is gonna be chayav misa. So there's two tremendous kashas that the chayr amassed that we can have a lot of fun with. The first kasha is the hafla's kasha, and we have a related raid bite to this in Ksubis Tafchov test. The hafla asks that everyone knows the Gemara says that a chalo is not allowed to do the avoid. But if a chalo does the avoid, Baruch Hashem Cheloi, the Poyol Yod of Tirza. Specifically, if a Chol did the Avay, he didn't know he was a Chol, right? And then he, afterwards, it's in Zbarul Yod, Novi comes and he says, You should know you're a Chol. So, what's the halacha? Bidi Yavid, the Avay is going to be good. So, Freik Tafla, there was a Toysvis for a Dava Poshet, that if a Chol would do the Avay on Shabbos, he would be Chayat Misa. Lechayra, if a Chol, when he does the Avay, the Avay is Kshayra, so then, why would he be Chayat Misa? A czar that does the avoid is chai misa because if a czar does the avoid, the avoid is nit kind avoid. But a cholol, even though he's halachically not a koyin, right? Lashon the Gemara in 
Yevamis is lav mizare shalahareinu. He's not even considered zare shalahayim. Rebbeim and Sefer has a whole wonders what that means. Not only is he not a kohen, he's not even zare shalahareinu. Whole different ma'isa. But the bottom line is that. But if he does have it's kosher. So if he does have it's kosher. So how can you tell me if he does have it's kosher? That's not lost kasha. The other kasha is the Pnei Yeshua's kasha. Pnei Yeshua says that you're telling me that Reb Chanina was mekel b'shvuya. Yesh Svarim that say why was he mekel b'shvuya? Because it was only in his salat. What do you mean? He should have been machmer. Why should he have been machmer? He should have been machmer because it could be a isemisa. What's the isemisa? If you'd have a cholo, that would end up doing the avoid. Afraid the Pnei Yeshua, when did Reb Chanina live? Right? It helps to know a little history. So when did Reb Chanina live? He was one of the Amiroim. Right? He's the grace of Tom, Rabbi Da'anasi. He's after Rabbi Da'anasi. Right? Last time or early Amira. But the point is, is that Reb Chanina is after fish. He's post-Chorbin, right? So if Reb Chanina is post-Chorbin, so he's anyways not living in the time of the Avodah. So if he's not living in the time of the Avodah, what's the problem? I don't understand. You have a kasha that is, yeah, it's true, there's an Esamisa. If it was Bismarck, it would have been Machmed here, maybe. But the reason of Chanina was Mekel, because he didn't live in the time of the Esamitash. So because he didn't live in the time of the Esamitash, therefore he went ahead and he was Mekel. Zoktach Sam Soifer, not here. This Kemar is also in Ksubis Chav Gimel. Zoktach Sam Soifer, so posh, you can't do the Avoid if there's no Esamitash. I know Rabbi Yaakov Emden wrote in Shailus Yavitz that even in the 1700s, in theory, you could have done the Avoid. And the Kaft of Terach from Right, Rabbi Shturi Aparchi, he, Rabbi Chilmi Paris, he brings, wanted to uh, go to Israel and, and go to do the Avoidah. You could do the Avoidah. In the 19th century, there was a big tumble about doing the Avoidah. Why? Because Makriven Afro Bishayim Bayes. And all the Chishbainers. So he said, I understand the Pnei Yeshua's Kasha. You see, the Pnei Yeshua held, he can't do the Avoidah if there's no base on it. So this is obviously Geshmak Arayt. We're going to end with a classic Gemara. There was a man that was Mekadash and Isha, and he used the Hadas of Dalud Minim Fein. And that's how he was Mekadash Nisha, and he did a Bashuka. He did it in the Gas, he did it in the Shok. What do I do with this? He told him like this. Number one, they give him Malkus, Kerav, according to something Rav once said. But at the same time, you have to require Gat Kishmul. So he said, based on Rav and Shmuel, not Rav and Shmuel, Dami Chavai, but based on something Rav said, and based on something Shmuel said, I'm giving you up Sak. Give him Malkus per Rav, require a Get per Shmuel. Now, working backwards. Require a get per Shmuel. We know Shmuel. Shmuel said an Amir Aleph, Chayshina, maybe it's worth a Pruta in Madis. I don't know, maybe Adasim is worth a Pruta over there. And if that's the case, so therefore, you would require. And you would have to give a get. But what's this Nagde Karab all about? Rab used to give Malkus to people that were Makadish and Isha Bishok. So Oichel Bishok, right? This is a Makadish Bishok. If someone's Makadish and Isha Bishok, it was considered like as a prostazach. And Rab would give Malkus. Additionally, Valda Makadish Babiyah. Rab would give Malkus to anyone that was Makadish Babiyah. Valda Makadish Babiyah Shaduchi. Rab would give Malkus to someone that was Makadish and Isha without Shaduchim. So what does that mean? So Shaduchi means you agree to get married and there's a Lachayim and there's a Vart. Meaning if someone just goes over to a woman and says, Hare at Mikudesh Asli, and she says, Yeah, Rab would give them Malkus. 
There has to be some agreement that they're going to get married. It has to follow a certain process. And Rav would give Malkus for someone that's Mavatul Get. Big Machlik is Rashi Toysus, what this even means. Rashi says it means even if he was Mavatul Get the way the Mishnah says in Parakashalech, he's supposed to do it. But Neshliach, even then, he didn't like the whole union of Bitul Get. Bitul Get in Rav's world was a cause for Malkus. Or Rashi says it's talking about a Get Ma'usa, the Mishnah in the very, 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 very end of Masachtis Kitten that talks about a Get Ma'usa. Sometimes Bezdin can force someone to give a Get. So what if someone before he's being forced to give a get, he says, I'm being moistened my dog that this get that I'm about to get, I'm being forced, I'm doing it because I can't deal with the pain anymore. And I know the rabbis say, and there's some Rambam and Perak Bez, and Ilkhaz Gerishin about the Pneumius of a year is, is to do the Rots and Chacham and the Yitzra, who the answer, but I'm telling you now, I don't mean it, right? A person who did that, he got more Malkus, right? He would be Mangid, I say, Vaud the Chalo, Vaud the Metzair, Shukh the Rabbana, or if so, was Metzair, Shukh the Rabbana. Rashi says, Shukh the Rabbana came to be Mazman, some of the summons to summon someone to Dindaira, and all of a sudden he starts beating him up. That's not a good thing. You're going to get beaten up. You're going to get Malchus, and Rav's best, and or somebody that was in Cheren for 30 days, and he didn't do anything to get himself out of the situation, he also got Malchus. And Aiden, who lives by his Shver, Rav would give Malchus. So the Gemara says that Dairim Cholofloy, it sounds like only if he lives there, if he posh it, if he just you know, visits, that's not a problem. I know a story that Rav Sheshis once gave Malchus to an Aiden Poshet for visiting his in-laws. So the Gemara says that, now who made them have his daima? Over there was a different situation because over there, the Aiden was chashud with Chamoisai and as a result, that's why he made a, a unique exception over there. But really, it's only someone that lives together. The Gemara says, All these things that people are spreading rumors that Rav used to give, it's not true. Now, Nardoi is not Asri the Rav, it's Asri the Shmuel. But by Asri the Shmuel, Nardoi, they said, The only time we would give Malkus is if someone was Makadish Babiya, and even then, there was no agreement to get married first. That no. Rab didn't give Malkus on all the aforementioned. The only time he did was with someone that was Mekadosh Bebiya, and even if there were Shadokhi, someone that's Mekadosh Bebiya is Mishum Pritzusa, it's a Maise Pritzus. Toysha says maybe because you need Aiden, but the bottom line is that it's considered a, a Dabra Shal Pritzus, and it's for that reason it was in that situation that Rab used to give Malkus. So we're going to stop here, but two things. Number one, one of the things that Rab gave Malkus for was somebody that lived by his shver. So if somebody lives by his in-laws, so he would give Malchus. So what's Pashib Shad in that? So Rashi says, Shemayi Kashavah. Because Rav was concerned that maybe the Edim would be Nichshal in an Aveira with Chamoisai. And then Rashi says, Shestam Chamoisai Heves as Chasna. That's what Rashi says. And being that there's such a Stam, therefore Rav was concerned, Ad Krach, and Rav used to give Malchus. Says Toysus, Dibra Maschal, but Kulu Loi Mangidrav. Right? What's the Dibra Maschal referring to? So, first, the Gemara brings a whole list of things that Rabbi Yisrael Malkus for. In Nardoi, they said, no, all those things he didn't. The only time he did was if someone was Makadish Babiya, and even then, Beloy Shaduchi. Some say, no, if it was Makadish Babiya, Philobish Shaduchi. But the bottom line is, according to the second and third Mahalach, when Rabbi Yisrael Malkus, so it was only for that situation, but Pakulu, the whole list now. So Toysfu says, This is what the Chassanim Asoymechan nowadays, Shedorim Bebeis Chamoisa, that they live by their in laws. Why? Because otherwise, how can you live with your in laws? Rav said you're not allowed to. So if Rav said you're not allowed to, Lechaira, how could we go connect with the great Rav? So Territus was Soymech on the other version of what Rav really said. Rav only 
Men mekadosh bebiyah mit shaduchim loy shaduchim. Well, kaponim that is not one of them that he gave. Malchus one. If that's the case, it won't be an issue. Zoktoy says vayte vafil uleman dechayish leil. And even according to the first sheet of Rav, that Rav used to give Malchus. So how can we do it nowadays? Mashe dorin achshab beis chamoisam. The reason we're making today is hainu b'shvul toivus hana shedorin beloy schirus bebayis. It's because when people move into their in-laws, they don't pay rent. And as a result, the yesh hoi chacha. So now there's proof. So he says, if somebody would be living with their in-laws and they're paying rent, so now there's already a psafon izach. Why are you paying rent to live with your in-laws? And if you're paying rent, then right, you should live somewhere else. So there's... Already there's Azar Reyes, and that's the situation where Rav was worried about. But Enochinami, in the event that you're living there for free, so there's a Raglaim Lodavash and Emo, why you want to just stay there as long as you possibly can. And actually, and if that's the case, so that debunks the whole Chachash, and in such a situation, it's not going to be a problem. Now, Rashi made a whole umdina. Rashi said, the Stam Chomois, or Yeves as Chasna, but I'll go put him, Toysis Miyashiv, the Minig Ho'oilam, and Toysis says, going to the second version of Rabbi Kane, this was all the Toys, not true anyways. You know, it's not something you have to worry about. Inami, you go for free. And as long as there's some Toysis on by you living by your in-laws, so that's what's going to knock out this whole thing. Of course, what comes to mind is the most famous tshuva, without a question. In Shail's tshuva, it's an Arachayim Simen Lamed Hey, where the Noyed Behuda was asked about a situation where there was a young man, a very, very chash of a person, who had been nichshol with chamoisai over an extended period of time, and he was coming to do tshuva, and he did tshuva in a nifla digger way. This Noyed Behuda, the second part of it, is an el digger Noyed Behuda, because he lays out darkia tshuva, and what you do have to do, and what you don't have to do. One of the things he tells him is, this younger man wanted to, this younger man wanted to do sigufin, and gilgul, all these different zach, and he says, you're telling me you're a bentayri, you're sitting and learn tayri, if you learn tayri, there's dvarm the flam over there, but this is a real life story, that's literally the most famous tshuva Noyed Behuda that happened through such a nice, again, this is something that Chazal were worried about. But I just want to end with a kasha. Just end with one kasha. So if you look in Shulchan Aruch, in Simen Chav Vav, so the Mechaber brings this halacha about being Mekadosh Bebiya. The Mechaber says as follows, Ha'isham is Kadeshes B'Shloisha Durachim. Not Shalosh, like the Lashon of the Mishnah, Lashon of Keva, but Shloisha. Ha'isham is, I think that's a good deal. Ha'isham is Kadeshes B'Shloisha Durachim. Bekesef, Oy Bishtar, that's the Russian of the Yerushalmi. And that's Aleph on the Ralph, right? This is all Minatayr. The rabbis came. And they were Asr, the Kaddish Bebiyah. They said it's Asr to be the Kaddish Bebiyah. And the reason is Mishum Pritzos. Because of Pritzos. And if someone's been Kaddish and Nisha Bebiyah, Makin Oisnoi, Makas Mardus. He's going to get Makas Mardus. This is Rav Nagde. However, but at the same time, being a Kudeshes, but Kamuvin, she's going to be married. Even if a man's Bekadosh, she's Bekadosh, she's Bekadosh, she's Bekadosh, if there was no Shaduchi earlier. And then the Ramah says, So it sounds like it wasn't terribly uncommon to be Bekadosh, and Yisho, and this is a miyomai of the Ramah. Right in Kosovo, they used to say, This is not miyomai. The Yid has to have a miyomai, something. So the Ramah says, This is the Machab, this is the Ramah over here in Abenazi Simon Chavav Sniftal. But the Machab says, And the reason is, Mishum Pritzos. Freak the half law. 
in his kunches achrit. So the hafla wrote a pirush on Eben Ezer, right? This gets overlooked sometimes. The hafla, Rabbi Shel Rabin Shel Kol Bnei wrote the makna Mesechtes Kedushin. He wrote the hafla Mesechtes Ksubis. But he also wrote a kunches achrin. Part of it is printed in the back of the makna, and part of it is printed in the back of the hafla. The kunches achrin is the hafla's pirish, just like the beishmul and the chalk mechayikik, just like the avni malum. It's a pirish on Evan Ezer. So the hafla in his kunches achrin on this halacha, he asks a bomb kasha. He says that everybody knows it's gemara mesachtus ksubas daf zayin that if somebody is ba'al arusasai, it's keilu ba'al nita. Right, we say it in the Nusach of Birchas Eirusin. Va'asa lanu asa arusos, v'hitr lanu asa nesuos lanu aydei chupa v'kedushin. It's aser for a man to be bal arusasa. Kipshutai it's an isidur abanon, and this isidur abanon is very very chamor. In fact, Chazal treated it so chamor they said it's keilu bal nita. So fake the hafla. Then how could a person be mekadesh babia? Meaning, it should be so poshut that you can't be mekadesh babia. Because anytime a person's going to be Makadash Babiya, so it's going to come out he was Baal Arusasai. So if he was Baal Arusasai, it should be Yasser anyways. Now, Midday Rice, there's no wisdom to be Baal Arusasai. So Midday Rice, you could be Makadash Babiya. But once the Chachamim made a Takana and they said that someone that's Baal Arusasai, it's Ke'ilu Baal Nida, so Luchura, Nichval, and that Takana is that you can't be Makadash Babiya. It's a good Kasha. If that's the case, what's the punchline? Then why does the Shulchan Aruch say that Avul Chachamim Asru LeKadosh Bebiu? Why? Mishum Pritzos, Mishum Pritzos, Mishum Pritzos sounds like it's like not a nice thing. Say better. It's Kibul Baal Nida. It's Nichlal in the Iser Derabana for someone to be Baal Arusas. So it says the flaw. I know what you're going to tell me. The Mechab is quoting the Gemara. The Gemara said, Nagdei Rav. It sounds like this is what the de Rav. It sounds like Rav did it, and the reason Rav did it was Mishul Pritzis. Abizok the Afla, the Gemara is not a right. You know why? Because the Gemara and Daf Yudam and Aleph had an Ibaya. Ibaya lohu. Be a Eris in Isa, or be a Nesu in Isa. Maybe Rav held be a Nesu in Isa. And if Bia is Nesu in Isa, so really if someone's Mekadosh Bia, he wasn't Baal Arusasai. He was born on Nesuah, because it's born Kachas. And if that's the case, so therefore that's not going to be uh, a problem. It's not Nichal in the Takana. And therefore you have to come on to a new reason, Mishon Pritzusa. Oh, but we pass in Halachal that if someone is Mekadosh Nisha Bia, it's only Eris in Isa. So Lafi Ho'emes, Lafi the Psak, that Bia is Eris in Isa, Every Mekadosh Bebi is the Chabal HaRusasai. If you're Baal HaRusasai, it's anyways also based on the Gemara Ksubis, because Kilu Baal Nida. So why do you have to tell me, Bishon Pritzus, Makinoiz HaMakas Arda, say better. You're saying good, but say better, Fekta Havla. Tepikle, it's mamish part and parcel of that grace of Takona, of Baal HaRusasai, Kilu Baal Nida, something that we mention in the Birchus Eresin. It's such a big deal. Psanaya Maisa, he's a regular Baal HaRusasai. It's a Kushin Havla. This is the Kasha that Havla asks. Zokta Havla, a Teretz in the Flaw as well. And that is, says the Hafla, we all know the Taz. The Taz Hayadua. Yesh Koyach Biat Chachomim Lakredovim and Atayra, Bishav Al Taisa. But the Taz was Megalatos, that even though it's true, Yesh Koyach Biat Chachomim Lakredovim and Atayra, Bishav Al Taisa, but that is only if the Chachomim are not going to be Oiker, something that is Mefurish in the Torah, that is Mutter. But if the Chachomim want to make a Takon, which will go head on against something that the Torah says mefurish is mutter. That's not something that the Chum have a right to do. And 
The Kaz said this to answer a few kashas. One of them is Dover Bi'itai Matoi. He said this to answer the greater, greater kasha that the Rishonim ask. And that is, we know that when Rishona falls out on Shabbos, we don't blow Shoifer. Why? Because we're afraid that you're going to be so excited to blow Shoifer, like Rabbi Belega wrote in his letter to his Zaydar Rabbi Vega, and you're going to, Mamas, you're going to spring, you're going to jump down and like Benazai, you're going to jump down and to be Mekai in the, the mitzvah. So the Rishonim asked that if that's the case, why do you ever blow Shoifer? You shouldn't ever be able to blow Shoifer in Rosh Hashanah. Why not? Because can you play music on Yontif? Of course not. Why not? So if that's the case, you should have the same problem with the shoifer. So why are you ever allowed to blow shoifer? Luchura, we should make a takana. You'll tell me, you're going to be mevatel mitzvah skir shoifer for a takana? Yeah, that's what we do when Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbos. We're mevatel mitzvah skir shoifer for a takana. So my chosis that the takana of Shemi Abirenu is more chamur than the other takana. This is the Rishayim. Look, the taz, the valin near the kashas of toys. The Rabbana have a right to say that on a year like this, don't blow shoifer on that day. But to tell you never to blow shoifer, they can't do that. Because it says in the Torah, it's a mitzvah to blow shoifer. And the Chachamim have a koyach, but not if it's mefurish in the Torah, and to get shoifer, it's mefurish in the Torah. That's the Torah. The Torah says the Rabbana didn't have a koyach to say that it's awesome in the Rabbana to be Mekadosh Babir. You know why? It's mafurish in the Torah that you can be Makadish Babiya. And a Yosef is mafurish in the Torah that you can be Makadish Babiya. So therefore the Chacham had no right to go ahead and say that it's going to be Yosser. Rab Mangit. Yeah, you want to give Malkus? You want to tell me that it's a Maisa Pritzis? That you could do. But to make it awesome in the Rabbanon, this is what Daflo says. So Daflo says that if you would have incorporated being Makadish Babiya in the Takona of the Osalonu as Arusos, that would go Kenega the Taz of What Rav did, Rav's Mangit, that doesn't violate that. And as a result, it wouldn't be a problem. This is the Hafla right here in his Kuncha Zachar. So I'll just tell you, we mentioned, we've mentioned in the past that Hagoyin Hagadur of David Konchlita wrote a sefer, wrote about a hundred svarim, but he wrote a sefer called Hataz Hayadua. And it's a, it's a Likud, it's just everything about the Taz Hayadua. So, Kamuvin, I looked up the Sefer to see if he says anything about Kedush Ebiya. And sure enough, he does. One paragraph. So he asked the Kasha on the Lafio MS that Rab used to give Malkus. How could Rab give Malkus? The Chayri is going Kenegar the Taz Yadua. The Kasha doesn't bother me. Why? Where did the Torah say it's mutter? All the Torah said was, The Torah said it's mutter to be Makadash Babiya. Where did the Torah say it's mutter to be Makadash Babiya? The Torah said it's mutter to blow shoifer. The Torah said you have to blow shoifer. Where did the Torah say it's mutter to be Makadash Babiya? Maybe it's also to be Makadash Babiya. Because of a nice princess, like Rav is suggesting. But at the same time, all the Torah said was, is, that Sha'al Yudeze Miskadesh Asloi and Rabdovikon said, Poshit, and we will end here.